Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. Heal Squad, happy Thursday. It's Kelsey, and I'm declaring it love week here on the show. It's Valentine's Day week. I hope you guys are having the most special week, whether you have a partner or not. It's all about you. It's all about the love. We can celebrate love for ourselves and everyone else every day. And you know what? We have the most incredible show for you today. Dr. Laura Berman, who we adore, is here to talk about how you can actually attract your perfect partner. She shares her grieving journey with losing her son and how we can support others who are grieving. This is such a special episode. I hope you enjoy. Please leave us that five-star review and rating if you haven't yet. We love you, Heal Squad, and have a great rest of your week. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. I have no idea what that all was. (laughs) We're doing great. Everything's fine. Uh, (laughs) Our quote of the day, you have a choice every moment of the day to open yourself up. And when you do that, it opens the channels of love. Dr. Laura Berman said that. Hill Squad, hello, hello. Welcome back to Better Together. Today, we're going to be chatting with my friend and leading expert in the field of sex and relationship therapy, Dr. Laura Berman about the uh, come down from Valentine's Day, attracting the best partner and dating in this current landscape. She has some big things to tell us, which is uh, very exciting. If you haven't read her book, Quantum Love, it's so good. Have you read it, Kelsey? No, I want to read it. After like it. doing the research. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and I mean, she's super, super talented. Friends, we're in the studio with Dr. Laura Berman. She walked in with gifts. So Kelsey and I both got from Dr. Laura Berman, Intimate Basics, which I didn't realize you had a line, but now I have to remember, I think it was the first time I met you, you gave me, um, I think they were panties with something. Oh yeah, the vibrating panties. Vibrating panties. I was dead. (laughs) I was so shy and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Um, But so she walks in with this thing, it's called the Athena Waterproof Mini Massager. It looks like a little flashlight. Yeah. And I said, I go, what is this? And she goes, it's a vibrator. And I go, 
do you put this whole thing inside of you? Like what goes on? And she goes, no, it's for your clitoris. <laughs> dying in it. Like, thank God I would have probably had to go get it surgically it. removed if I tried it. You could put it inside if you wanted to, but it's for oh the outside. God. That is hilarious. What advice, because I know you and Kelsey had a really good chat before this talking about how a poor Valentine's Day could lead to good things. Mm -hmm. So if somebody out there had a lackluster Valentine's Day, whether their partner just didn't, you know show up for them in the way they wanted to, or maybe, you know, they weren't able to be together or maybe just someone disappointed you. What advice do you have to turn that into a positive? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, there's two ways we can attack this, right? One is when something isn't working in your relationship, how do you communicate that to your partner? And just put a pin in that for a second. The other is specific to Valentine's day. So, um, that is about like getting really, really clear in what didn't work for you, right? So maybe they blew it off. Maybe they did something, but you know they just stopped at the drugstore and picked up, you know, a plastic rose and brought it home on the way home from the gas station when they were getting gas. Oh my and you god! Were expecting? Oh my god! Are you having deja vu? Trigger. No. First of all, I had to apologize to Kevin for shaming him for getting me gas station roses because I was like. We haven't done Valentine's Day. We never celebrated a holidays and stuff like that forever. And then the last couple of years, I was like, I want flowers. And then recently I said something. It was, you know, sometimes you say something stupid and like unkind. Yeah. And I did. And it had been bothering me. And I kept thinking, I got to say something to him because I didn't care whether he was going to hear the episode or not. <laughs> I just knew I said something really unkind. Yeah. And, you know, you get distracted. Something must have happened when I was about to... And he brought it up and I'm like, oh my God, wait. I'm like on my mom. Like I really wanted to apologize yes. for this. He goes, no, no, no. I, you don't have to say that. He goes, I believe you. But I, sh I was saying I, I shouldn't be, the gift is the gift that someone yeah. is giving it to you. It doesn't matter where they got it from. Well, it doesn't except if like they blew off Valentine's day and they're like, didn't even think about it. And then they're just like, you know what? I'm getting gas. Okay, fine. Like it's, it's more, it's not so much that the flowers were from the gas station. Mm -hmm. They can be from anywhere. Right. It's about, and that's what I'm always saying to people about Valentine's day. It's about the thought mm -hmm. that goes into it. I mean, yes, yeah, some people are really superficial and want the biggest bouquet of flowers to show their friends or whatever. But most people, it's really, it's not about how much money you spend or where you get what you get. It's that you were thinking about that person and you were putting some effort and thought into it. You know, you could just write them. My husband, you know, when we got married, um, he loves aspen trees and we, we got, we eloped in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where there were all these aspen trees and we were hiking and he had taken some, um, bark that was peeling off the trees and saved it. And then for years until he ran out of bark, he would write me poems on these little pieces of aspen tree bark that we got on our honeymoon. And that was like, you know, didn't cost Aww. him anything. It was such a sweet, thoughtful gift. Um, and so I don't think it's so much where and what you do. It's the thought that goes into it. So if you're disappointed, getting really, really clear on what you would want. And this is especially true for women in relationship to men, but it's true either way. But especially when we're talking about men, anytime you have a constructive criticism or something, it's really important to focus on what you want, 
right? It's not enough to just complain about the problem. You have to say how you feel, say the story behind what you feel, and very importantly, what you want, right? So in, you know, in the case of the gas station flowers, like while I really appreciate that you got me flowers, I just want to be honest with you that for me, Valentine's Day, you know, yes, flowers are beautiful and I love flowers, but what I really love is the thought that you put some effort and and maybe some advanced planning into it. So what I would really love is the next time you get me a gift, it doesn't have to be, you know, it can be gas station flowers again, it's fine, but I really want to feel like, you know, maybe you did it a week in advance or you were thinking ahead because when you do that, it makes me feel like mm -hmm. you're thinking about me and you're wanting to celebrate me and you're putting an effort in. Yeah. But I think Valentine's Day, you know, and this time after Valentine's Day is a great time to make relationship resolutions in general. What kinds of ways do you want to shift and, and, and upscale the ways that you show up for each other and the ways that you nurture your relationship? You know, we make New Year's resolutions, but this is a great time to make, you know, relationship resolutions. Mm -hmm. Don't you think, though... You know, the the reason I liked that Kevin and I never really celebrated these kind of things, mm -hmm. by the way, $24 billion I know. was spent on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So when I run for president, I'm going <laughs> to cancel one year of Valentine's Day and allocate that money to the places that need it. Oh, that's a good platform. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I have another vote. <laughs> yes, okay, of course. That go. makes three. That, I got three votes now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty clever. It is. But, um, but you know, I, the reason why I was happy we never did it is because I feel like I just watched so many people be disappointed mm -hmm. and they could have a great partner, a great person. For example, who could be better than Kevin? Kevin does everything all day, every day. And so if, you know, if he's not that type of guy that, I mean, Kevin doesn't like order things like that. Like he's not going to go online and find a flower company and order flowers. He just, this is not what he does. He will build me a house. Yes. He will build me a studio. He's he an will, act of service guy. Exactly. Not a gifts guy. He's yeah. He loves giving gifts, but it's like a different kind of thing. Like he'll take you to the store and right. like buy things for you. You know, he's not somebody who's going to go out but alone and do it But you must be someone who, you know, we talk, I'm sure you've talked a million times about the love languages, right? Mm -hmm. Gifts, acts of service, physical affection. So, you know, the reason it works is because you, I'm sure you like gifts, but for you, that feels like love, the acts of service mm -hmm. he does. So if you were someone for whom acts of service, and that's probably because your dad was an, is an act of service guy, yes. right? And you saw that growing up and that's mm -hmm. how you kind of metabolize love. That's yeah. your love language. So it's perfect that that's who your husband is, right? But yeah. if you were someone who was a gift person, and he was an active service person, you would be saying, I love that you build me houses and studios and everything else, but you know what really makes me feel loved is when you take the initiative to pick out something that you know I would love. But then doesn't, like, I would feel so bratty because I do love gifts, but yeah. I get them from my other, other boyfriends. <laughs> I always joke that I have like different people in my life yeah. that spoil me in those ways right, where it's like, so I don't need it from him. That's perfect. <laughs> like my lawyer always gets me the best <laughs> gifts. He's like my brother. He's my family. Yeah. For 20 years, he has given me the greatest, like most memorable gifts every year. I use everything he's ever gotten me, whether it was like 
this like cashmere throw blankie that I traveled with all the time. Yeah. My little Ramoa suitcase, like whatever it is. He's a gift person. He's a gift person and he thinks it through Yeah, and he gets the bombest gifts, like jaw dropping stuff. So I guess like God gave me yeah. another Kevin. His name is Kevin too. <laughs> Who gives God me the gave gifts. me another Kevin to give me those gifts. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, sometimes like if you were someone who really loved gifts, you know, and that was not that you don't love gifts, but that that is how you feel love. Like when someone gives you gifts, I mean, everyone loves gifts, but whether it's a sign of and and a sensation of love, like this, this is how I experience love is through the thoughtfulness of gifts, which you're not right per, per se. But if you were, I always advise, you know, make a list, send links. Like I do that to my husband. Do you really? You know, whenever I see something I like, I just sort of shoot him a, I don't even say anything. I just shoot him the link on a text. And I was like, oh, this is really pretty. And I know that, and, and, you know, there's a whole array of things. But isn't it hard because you could buy it yourself. Yeah. So that's where it gets challenging for me because I'm like, our money is pooled. I can buy it myself. So like, why... Why make it hard? Well, there's, I think it's usually, I have this thing about buying myself jewelry. I don't know why. You I, won't do it. I don't really do, I mean, I'll buy cost, you know, crystals and things like that, but yeah. really nice jewelry or something that's like on the higher end, I wouldn't really yeah. splurge on myself. I'm the same way. I so won't buy expensive that's what things. I Kevin him. makes me. Yeah. So I send him the links and yeah. Kevin is basically doing that for you when he makes you. My husband yeah. wouldn't make me. He would, you know, he'll just... He has a list of things, you know, I'm sure. I don't know how organized he is with it, but yeah. <laughs> but I send it to him just so he gets the feel and yeah. knows what I like and knows what my, you know, what my taste is at present. And it's when so he wants funny. to buy a gift, he can. Yeah. But that's why I can't, like, even though I think that, you know, as I got older and more sentimental, like I've become more of like, oh, I would love like thoughtful gifts at Valentine's Mm -hmm. day. Right. But then, you know, we're at the store and I'm trying on shoes and I was like, I have all these like trousers that need a flat, cool shoe. I'm trying on all these shoes. I've narrowed it down to three. He's like, let's get them all. And he Mm -hmm. takes them all and he goes to the register and I'm like throwing up in my mouth at how much it's going (laughs) to cost because I would never, and by the way, in my entire career, and I've done very well for myself. Yes. The max I would buy is one expensive shoe. Like I, I've never bought two. Yeah. Yeah. Forget three. And now I keep looking at them. I'm like, which one can I return? Uh, you're still. I can't so do you it. have you have a hard time receiving. I have a hard time spending <laughs> money on things yeah, like that. Yeah. Right. Because I just, it's just too. I don't. Because I'm still that poor girl in yeah. my head. Yeah. That can't afford it, even though I can, it's like, oh no, no, no. What if something happens? Yeah. And I need yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you know can always I mean? return the shoes then. I know yeah, it's no, hard. I, I know it is hard. And, and that's, it's the same thing with me with jewelry. Like I can't, it's, it's still coming from the same pot when he yes. buys it for me, but it, there's something about him <laughs> buying it that it doesn't count. Okay. So I'm not the only one. No. Okay. So, um, so If you are disappointed, it's Mm -hmm. about being clear with what you would want in the future. Yeah. And I also think that Valentine's Day and like around this, and this is how I feel about New Year's resolutions too. I never make, you know, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to do more of this or less of that. The same thing goes for love. If you, you have to get really, really clear, less on the specifics and more on how you want to feel, you know, that's really anything we want 
is really about how we want to feel. Mm. You know, whether it's that car or that house or that job or that relationship, we're seeking a feeling. So if you start with the feeling, like for me, when New Year's came, you know, and I was thinking about resolutions, I made my feeling resolutions. What I want this year is to feel more joy, peace, and connection. Mm. That's Those are my themes. So that becomes my compass when I make a decision. You know, am I going to drive to Encino and, and, you know, hang with, with Maria and better together? Like, how does that feel inside me? Does that create feelings of joy, peace, and or connection? Yes, it does. So I'm going to say yes. You know, and I seek opportunities in general to cultivate that feeling inside myself because the more of that feeling the more my body moves into the frequency of that feeling. And that's what starts to create our reality from a quantum perspective, from a law of attraction perspective. It's our body's frequency that's setting, um, you know, from a quant- from when we've talked about this before, it's our body's frequency that's really creating our reality. Mm-hmm. So when you want your partner to show up for you differently, or maybe you're single and you want to find someone, it's less about the specifics you're looking for, but how do you want to feel? And then cultivating more and more opportunities to experience those feelings in life and in your relationship. And then your partner automatically kind of moves to match you because that's what we do. We're human tuning forks matching each other. Yeah. Okay. So explain step-by-step exactly how to access those feelings and then, um, align with them so that that is what kind of manifests and mm-hmm. we attract. Okay. So let's choose a feeling that what's a feeling that you want to feel in life or in love since we're in the Valentine's day mode uh, this year. Uh, I mean, joy and, and love. Like I want to feel loved and I want to feel joyful. Okay. And is there anything else like playful, adventurous, excited, uh, passionate? I like adventurous. Adventurous. Yeah. Okay. So um, we have adventurous, loved, and joyful, mm-hmm. right? And so then the key is, let's you choose one of them. Pick one of the three just to use as an example. Adventurous. What? Adventurous. Okay. So what we're going to do now is move your body into the frequency of adventurousness. So what? Just is, this is a really easy way to do it. You close your eyes, take maybe two deep breaths, and imagine light flowing in through the top of your head, filling every cell. And as you breathe out, it shoots out your tailbone, kind of creating roots into the earth. Because this is kind of oh a grounding. This is the grounding exercise you taught me. Yes. Do you know how many times I do it and it changes my <laughs> life? Guys, go back. Actually, Kelsey, put in the summary our last episode with Dr. Berman and that rooting exercise. Maybe we just edit that out and put it in like our social, like in a reel for everybody. Because yeah. I love that. Or maybe I'll just have you do it again. Because holy <laughs> shit, that cha- I it's walked really into meetings good. and Kevin goes, Something was different about you. And <laughs> you're I go, grounded. People knew. Everybody in the room yes. knew. They're like, your energy is amazing yes. right now. Let's do it again. I want to learn. Yeah. And so, okay. So I am taking light from above. I'm Flowing through every cell as you're breathing in. And as you breathe out, it shoots out your tailbone deep into the earth like roots of a tree. And this grounds your energy. Otherwise, we're like ungrounded electrical cords, right? So this is how we start to move into and control our body's frequency. So take a couple of breaths like that, and then 
as when you breathe in, you suck the light down, right? Yeah, and it could be, and it's interesting to think about what color, like any color you want. So, what color are you seeing as you breathe in? Because that tells you a little bit about where you are today and what. Pink. Okay. So pink is sort of beautiful. That's the the color of love, but it's also um, a lot about the root chakra, right? It's the red of the root chakra. So it's about really wanting to feel safe and grounded today. So you take a deep breath in, you breathe it through every cell of your body, and then shoot it out. And if you really want to be grounded, you're going to like this one, Maria. On your next breath in, open your yoni, your My yoni? vagina, oh. really, really wide as you breathe out. How like, do you do that? You do just it right push? now. You like, yes. Okay. Open it. Can you? Can okay. you open it? Oh boy! There we go. <laughs> yeah, and then when you go, and then leave it gently open. Oh my god, that feels so weird. Right, because most of us are walking around tight-assed. <laughs> Right? Oh my God. But this is so how you ground. Whenever I've done the grounding exercise, you know what I've always done is I go to different parts of the world. So I, yeah. I lay my root down and then the tentacles of the roots, I yes. go like up the coast to Seattle and across to Chicago and oh, over you're to New York. Geographical. And then I go to Antarctica and then I go all the way over to Greece and I put my roots all over yeah. the world. And it feels really cool. It does. And it also makes a lot of sense because your roots, just like a tree, are... T- twice the reach of your branches. So what you're doing is creating a universal global reach, which is perfect because that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. 
I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Um, so from this grounded place, right? Now mm-hmm. we're grounded. We're going to move our your body into the frequency of adventure. So what you do is you close, you, I find it easier to do when you close your eyes and you think of just in your mind, it can be real or imagined, real or imagined, a scenario with Kevin, since we're talking about love and adventure, where it would feel like you're having a really amazing adventure together. So maybe it's something you already did together. Maybe it's something you imagine doing together. Yep. You got it? Yep. Okay. So go there in your mind's eye as if it's happening right here, right now, in this moment, in first person. So you aren't watching yourself in the scene. You are in it. You How can- do I do that? Because I only see the scene. Okay. Will you see yourself in the scene? Not really, actually. Okay. I'm in it. You're All right, right, you're in it. Okay, right. got it. That's a good distinction, though. Yeah. So you are in the scene, like you could see your feet or your hands or yep. him, right? So be there for a moment in your mind's eye <sighs> as if it's happening right here, right now, in this okay. moment. Like, because your brain and your body don't know the difference between reality and rehearsal. So, what you're doing now, just notice what you feel in your body and where you feel it as you're in that scene and see if you can describe it to me. I feel like my heart's pounding. Yeah. So your heart's a little quick because it's adventure and Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah. Like I'm a little out of breath. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you feel? Anything in your belly? I felt butterflies. Yeah. Good. It's funny because I'm in Italy and we're running around Rome. Yeah. So no wonder I'm out of breath. Oh my God. And you're yawning because that's uh, energy releasing. That's Mm. when we yawn. Um, Okay, so this, what you're feeling now in your body is the energetic frequency of adventure in love for Maria, right? And the goal is to, and you can open your eyes now if you want to, or you can stay there, but the goal is to move into that feeling as much as possible, right? So when you meditate or if you have a moment in traffic, you don't have to close your eyes. Um, and you can come up with different scenarios, but Ooh, as you... <laughs> I'm processing. Yeah, Ooh. you are processing a lot. But as you do that, you're actually moving your body into the energetic frequency of adventure and love. And then Kevin automatically matches you there because he's energetically entrained to you. We're all like these human tuning forks matching each other. But what usually happens is we just match everyone else around us. We don't set the frequency. But when you set that frequency inside yourself, even if you're doing it a couple of times throughout the day, you'll start to see that you are calling in, attracting in more experiences that create 
a sense of adventure, that Kevin will suddenly come up with an adventurous idea. Um, and, it, and then it starts to happen in your reality, because our reality always matches our frequency. That's the law of quantum physics. Our reality always matches our body's energy, free, our energetic body's frequency. frequency. That's why it's so important to have your like clean energy, clean frequency. Yeah, and be clear on what and what and our frequency is set by our feelings, mm-hmm. right? So our conscious and unconscious feelings are setting our body's frequency, and our feelings are created by our thoughts and beliefs, right? We don't have a feeling without a thought or a belief behind it. Mm-hmm. And so getting clear on, on how you're consciously and unconsciously feeling, the stories you're telling yourself about yourself, about your life, about what's possible, about what's happening around you, the lens that you're wearing as you look at your partner or you look at your life is, is coloring your, is creating really your feelings. And then those feelings have a frequency. So feelings of guilt, shame, anger, frustration, um, hatred, you know, those are very low frequency feelings. Mm -hmm. In fact, shame and guilt is the lowest, right? Once you start moving to curiosity, excitement, which is what the frequency of your adventure was, um, joy, forgiveness, bliss, you know, those are the higher frequency emotions. And if we can stay there 51% of the time, don't have to be there all the time, your entire life changes. And then you can get really specific also with specific things you want. I mean, I just manifested a ski trip (laughs) with my family, which was not going to happen. And they made very clear it wasn't going to happen. And I was like, okay, it's not going to happen. No one can get themselves together to go, but it is going to (laughs) happen. Wait, so you did the voodoo? I did my little voodoo where I just moved my, I saw myself on the slope with them and on the chairlift and you know, skiing and la- like there's something about it. I think is because I how that was like a big family thing for my family growing up. That it just gives me so much joy to ski with my kids, and uh, and then next thing I knew. You know, it wasn't. And a big they didn't deal. want to go. No one wanted well, to go. Well, they wanted to go, but I have school, and I yeah, and the, it was just like logistic. COVID. It was just logistics, and okay. they were like, "Let's just go next year." And I was like, mm, "We're going this year." And so, how often did you have to do this manifesting? Well, process? this wasn't a big deal. You know, this <laughs> was this was something that happened rather quickly, actually. But that that is a big deal for yeah. people, yeah. right? Because I always say, like, if we actually use the powers within us, we could do so much. Yeah. And oh yeah. So it's a good example of that. So yeah. how long do you think you did? Um, I think it was about a month from the time they told me, you know, we had this conversation and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, he doesn't have school this weekend, Friday. You know, why don't we go skiing? And this all of a sudden, Last they were minute. Like, yeah. And they're like, yes, let's go. Because all of a sudden he, there was the calendar. He had a free day. I was like, let me just check. And it wasn't a big deal. I mean, we went to Big Bear. It's not like we went out West extravaganza, mm-hmm. but I was like, let me just see what Big Bear has that ski and ski out. Oh, how interesting. They have a house that's right on the mountain this weekend. Everyone, you know, just all kind of fell into place and everybody said yes. And we just went. And I was like, oh, I manifested this. Yeah. Well, I don't know if people really know how to manifest. Yeah. 
Right. Well, that's what we're talking about with, you know, so we, we get, what I had to get clear on is how would I, how do I want to feel, right? Going skiing with my family, how does that feel inside my body? It's many feelings at once. It's connection, it's play, it's joy, it's aliveness. You know, there's, I could name a million feelings, but what I did is I went into the same thing I just took you through and really I was on the slopes with them and all those feelings were going on. And then I just kept envisioning it and, and as if it was happening right here, right now, moving my body into the frequency of a ski trip with my family, basically that energetic frequency of mm -hmm. what that would feel like in my body, envisioned it, um, you know, asked for it whether you call it praying, asking the universe, making a request to the cosmic waitress, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. And I would just kind of make a practice with, of that, whatever. Sometimes it was for two minutes. Sometimes it was for longer than that if I felt like it. But I just kind of ran, you know, made that a little daily or every couple of day commitment for a month. And then and, boom. And then boom. So when you ask, how do you ask? I've asked a lot of different ways uh, through the years. I like to always have the theme of this and something better because I know that God, spirit, universe, whatever your thing is, has, you know, can think of such a better scenario than we could ever make up in our own minds. So I really like to focus on the feeling and the experience I want to have. And so I'll say, I, you know, what I, for me, it's evolved to the point at first, you know, I've really evolved my spiritual connection being more two way. You and I have talked about this mm -hmm. over the past couple of years, um, much more so than I ever did before. So I would say more recently in the beginning, it was just like asking the cosmic waitress. Literally, there was no sense of like God's spirit two way spiritual connection. And it still worked right now. There's a much more personal relationship with spirit. So for me personally, now I'll say, um, you know, God, loved ones, angels, ascended masters. I even add in my son, sweet, sweet Sammy is what I always end up mm. saying. Sweet, sweet Sammy. You know, I'm calling it all of you in to surround me. And sometimes I'll, I do that every morning and I'll just say what I want to manifest that day. And it's usually like, I just, I really am calling in feeling of connectedness to you. And I want to feel uh, love and flow. And I'm really excited, you know, to manifest bleh whatever it is. And I'm going to move myself into the state of that, which is already happening. And I ask for your assistance in making this a reality in my field. I like that because I feel like with the studying I've done of, of manifesting with Esther Hicks, you have to, you have to ask in a specific way. So when I'm praying, I'll always ask like, please continue to flow mm -hmm. an abundance of love and health and finances and things that, you know, like that. So mm -hmm. I have to, I always say continue to flow. Yeah. That's a good one. Because that means it's already, already here. here. Yeah. Um, and, and there's no lack because they say you can't come from lack. No. Well, being in the lack, it's more being in the lack. Like I want, I need, you know, anytime we say that it's coming from a place of lack. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's, I think what they mean. Right. And when you say continue the flow, um, then you're in the energy of it's already here. It's already happening. And you and I have talked about this too around being in the pause, right? So I'll often, like, if I don't know what wants to happen, but I know something 
is going to happen, I will ask for assistance calling that in and what kind of qualities I want it to have, whether it's something in work or relationships or whatever else it is. Um, you know, I'll call that in too. Yeah. I've been doing Joe Dispenza's um, program, The Formula. Have you heard of it? I, I know Joe Dispenza's work, but I don't know the formula. No. Is it his little manifesting formula? It's it's a meditation. Um, it's an, an, I guess, I mean, manifesting is a part of it technically, yeah. but um, but it's unbelievable. It's like, like game changing. And one of the things in one of them is, you know, you're, you're, calling in the, I think, is it the feeling? Yeah. You're calling in the feelings of what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you have to feel those feelings as if they're happening currently right now. Cause like you said, your brain and, um, and your body, you don't know the difference between reality and perception. No. So then if you're calling in those feelings of, you know, say you're trying to manifest uh, a guy in your life and you're feeling, his presence, you're feeling him hug you. Like you have to like create the the movie in your yes. life of you yes. and this person and what they're going to look like and what they're going to feel like and what it's going to be like as if it's happening. And then explain from there the quantum physics of how this all works. Yeah. So you're feeling all the feelings. Like I will go from, you know, having a complete healing and having the doctors tell me that I completely melted my tumor and I'm all healed completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll manifest holding my babies. I, I used to have my mom and dad holding them. Uh-huh. The craziest thing. And then at one point, I would only see my dad. Aww. And I would get so mad. And I would like try to force her in the picture. And she couldn't come in the picture. This is before she well, died. Well, she's working on the other side. That's yeah. why you couldn't see her. No, she was gonna... it was before she passed. I know, but you knew on some level that she was, when the she babies was, came, she would, she, would be, she would be on the other side helping yeah. them come through. Isn't it unbelievable? Yeah. And so anyhow, so now I just I just see me holding them or me and Kevin. And, and so I'll feel those feelings of what it's going to feel like. Yeah. So then I explain to everybody kind of that process of why we're doing that and how it all kind of works in the quantum world. Well, I'll just give you a really simple example. There was this really cool study where they had people exercising their finger to make it stronger. And then they had another set of people imagining exercising their finger, but not actually moving their finger. And then they tested everyone's finger strength and it was the same. Stop it. I'm not kidding. And they've shown this with piano, practicing playing the piano, imagining practicing the piano. So there's all kinds of evidence out there that what what we imagine and move our bodies into the frequency of actually if there was a great study where they took a whole bunch of elderly men, you know, who were in their prime in the fifties and they took them to this remote location and they set the whole thing up like it was the 1950s music, decor, everything, every, it was like they walked into a time warp. And after a couple of weeks, these guys who were very decrepit, hard, you know, heart conditions were playing like football in the yard because they basically moved into the reality like it was the time that they were they 18. They moved in time and space. Yes. Because everything's happening at the same yes, time, past and future. Yes. Wow. And so 
that's just a little background to kind of give you, you know, give you a sense of that of how real this is. And so, what is actually happening when you move into those visualizations? Very key, first person here and now, right? Because that is the key to moving to to kind of tricking, let's just say, your brain and your body into that reality, right? And and we're constantly creating our reality. We just don't realize it. And so every feeling we hold is setting a frequency. And most of us, myself included, I had to learn how to stop doing this. Anyone, because I'm a recovering codependent, anyone who tends toward codependence is match or people pleasing or, you know, is matching everybody else's frequency. That's what they talk about when they say that moods are contagious or, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're just matching everyone else versus holding our own literally and figuratively. So when you practice on a regular basis, moving into your imagination, first person here and now, you are literally moving your bo- our bodies are ju- are vibrating atoms that hold a frequency. We're not solid, even though we seem solid. That's just our, what we can perceive with our five senses. But everything around us and us are vibrating atoms that are constantly changing frequency. It's like an old-fashioned radio dial of volume and station, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. how intense that feeling is and what the feeling is, it's constantly happening. Most of us are unconscious of it. And so the key is getting conscious. When you get conscious of it and you proactively move your body into that vibration, that's what's happening when you go there in first person. And then you're lit- there's no separation on a quantum level or an at- atomic atom level between me and you. We're all part of the same quantum soup, quantum field. And this is why quantum physicists who do um, you know, their experiments leave the room because they're they're affecting it. Yeah, they're conscious and unconscious beliefs and stories, thus the energy that their body is moving into is accidentally creating the reality. So one, you know, if he thinks or she thinks that the experiment is going to turn out a certain way, that's how it turns out on the quantum level. That's what led to all of the, these discoveries is that they were accidentally they realized they were accidentally affecting the outcome with their conscious and unconscious thoughts and feelings about what was going to happen, their expectations of what was going to happen. So in our need as humans to always be right, Mm -hmm. the thoughts that we have, we will manifest them. If we're like, he's going to cheat on me. Yes. We can actually create that. Yes. Because you're thinking he's going to cheat on me. That is creating in your body fear, anxiety, expectation, on a logistical level, you're probably acting pretty suspicious and aggressive and not, you know, so that may actually do something. But on the quantum level, you're moving your body into the space of he or she who is being victimized and cheated on. And you're accidentally creating that reality. Whoa. Isn't this insane? I'm mind blown in here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it makes so much sense. But it's still wild to think about. Like yeah. we can actually manifest and we do manifest that stuff every we are day. doing it yeah. yeah we just don't realize that we're right. doing it yeah. and it's not to say you know that you ask for the crappy things that happen to you or that you quote unquote cause them good distinction because people always say that after. yeah no and i've you know lord knows i've had 
my fill of shitty things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so how do you kind of how do I, reconcile? Yeah, the two? well, I am, you know, a lot of the, uh, first of all, I know that we can't possibly understand, like there's a greater thing happening. And, and I learned that mostly, uh, through Anita Morjani, who mm-hmm. is such a beautiful person. And what she learned when she had her near, you know, when she died and came back. And one of the, my favorite metaphors she talks about is that she says the only way she could explain what she saw is that there was the most gorgeous, humongous, magical tapestry. And she could finally see her thread, all the other threads she touched and all the ins and outs, how her thread was part of this huge picture that she couldn't even conceptualize in this body, right? But so I already understand that there's so much that... First of all, I fundamentally know and believe I've lived a lo- enough now that that which is right, I believe that that which is right is always unfolding. Even those shitty things that are happening are serving us in some way. Mm-hmm. And I also believe, because I have found this to be true time and time again, not that I cause these things to happen to me, but that when God, the universe, you know, whatever you want to call it, is trying to move you in a direction for your soul's purpose or your soul's growth that you signed up for and you're resisting it or you're not really listening or you're not really getting the message, you know, it'll scratch at the door at first Mm -hmm. and then it'll knock Mm -hmm. and then it'll knock a little harder. And then eventually, you know, it'll just blow up the whole house because, and I have found that most of the things that blow up my life and I've had my share of them, what I didn't want them to happen. Looking back, I wish they didn't happen or didn't have to happen, but they moved me in the direction, looking back, that really served my heart and soul. Yeah, that's the thing that is really hard for any of us to really understand. Um, and I'm always trying to, I use the tool that I got from Tony, which is life is happening for us, mm-hmm. not to us. Mm-hmm. It is a tool. There have been moments where I'm like, yeah don't know how I can apply this to this situation because I just will hear of a story that just knocks me off my Mm -hmm. feet. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't apply it, but it is a tool. Um, so when you think of the tough times for you, I mean, you've had an extraordinary loss recently. Mm -hmm. How do you apply that? Well, with this extraordinary loss, you're talking about the death of my son, just a little over a year ago. I could not tell you at this point, um, how that serves me, mm-hmm. right? Like, I I don't know yet. I do have clues about it, right? I do see. I first of all, after he died, I have I could not tell you why I did this. It does not make any sense. It is not my personality, even though I don't have filters. It is not my personality to be like bawling and snotting on television or on social media. But something told me that I couldn't ignore, and I was judging myself at the time. I was like, is this, like, exhibitionistic? Like, why the frick yeah. am I, like, crying on camera for social media? Like, But I just did, mm-hmm. and I didn't know why I was doing it. And I just got an onslaught of people back saying the stories I heard of people who – you know, just are so stuck in their grief or don't know how to feel their feelings or don't know how to be with their pain. Mm -hmm. I suddenly realized 
that like, oh, that's why I did this because there is a way in which me going through pretty publicly the worst pain that anyone could ever go through mm-hmm. um, is freeing and inspiring and helping to heal so many other people. I can already see that. I can already see the way that his death has saved thousands of lives. I've heard from many of the people who didn't take that pill or had that conversation with their kids about fentanyl poisoning or something that made them stop after hearing Sammy's story. Um, And I also am aware that only now I'm aware of how much fear I unconsciously lived in before. Not fear around safety, but fear around consequences of my actions. I would Mm. often, because I grew up in a very emotionally unpredictable and volatile environment, I never really trusted my instincts. I would always have this moment of tenuousness around like, should I or shouldn't I? I was always ambivalent about things and I didn't quite trust my gut as much as I wanted to. And I was always sort of wondering, you know, am I making the right choice? And I, and that wasn't really clear to me until now when I'm not freaking, cause the worst thing that could possibly ever, ever, ever happen to mm. like the worst thing, the worst thing that could ever, worse. it doesn't get any worse. No. So nothing like after that, I'm not scared of any, like, I'm okay, fine. Like, I can survive anything. The worst thing has happened. There's nothing to be scared of anymore. Mm. And so what that's going to mean for my life moving forward. And the people you touch. And the people I touch and the decisions I make and Mm -hmm. the bravery with which I make it is probably going to be pretty cool. Wow. I wouldn't, I would much rather have him here than have any of those things. Yeah. But I won't know until I see the tapestry. Yeah what it all really means. Yeah. Well, cause, because everybody has their role and whether we like it or not, when they leave us, there is, there is something that can be had from it. Yeah. Right. Um, there is good that can happen. Um, and I know we, we signed, and like I know that. we signed, we both Speaking of him and me, mm-hmm. I mean, I, the rest of my family and the rest of the people he touched are their own story. But speaking for myself, you know, I know we signed up for this together. Yeah. Um, and even though I didn't know it consciously, my, you know, our souls knew that this was part of the plan. Yeah. And I couldn't have predicted it. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I sort of kick my soul in the arse for coming up with this plan. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. What she's referring to is like, we all, like, there are a lot of people who believe like we come into this world knowing what we're going into. Yeah. And we Signing choose. up for some, ex- not necessarily the specifics, but like, this is how I used to explain it to my kids. I remember when my mother died, which was the biggest loss any of us had ever had, but they were probably five, six. And they asked me, what, what happens when you die? And I was like, well, I can tell you my story. You know, who knows, right? But here's what I believe. I think that we're, you know, I know that we're souls having a human experience. We never die. And we choose to come back to be in, the, in this world as many times as we want. And we choose our families mm-hmm. and we choose our, you know, based on what we want to learn and what we want to experience. And one of my kids, Jackson, who's 
thankfully, who's still here, uh, said, okay, so when you die, will you wait for me so that we can come back again together? Uh-huh. And Sammy, the one that left, said, what do you mean learn? And I said, you know, mistakes we made or lessons we want to learn or things we want to kind of master. You know, we come back to have those experiences and we choose our families based on that. And I'll never forget this sweet soul looked at me and said, well, I must have had no problems in my last life because I got to have parents like you. Um, and I, oh. I think about that. I mean, that gives me so much comfort today because, um, you know, I know that he chose us and, and that he and I have a soul contract mm-hmm. that still exists, you know, and he, I feel him all the time. I, I know he's one of my major guides and is going to continue to do that even more so as I open up those channels. So you'll have to ask me, you know, a year from now. Mm-hmm. I know it's too fresh. It's yeah. hard. I know we're still trying. I know it's like, I'm, it took a long time to even try to establish connection again. I don't know how you felt after, but I felt so disconnected yes. where I was like, we were so connected before my mom and I, and I'm like, where is she? Yeah. She's yeah. just gone. And, um, I have to ask you, and we weren't going down this path, but since we're going down this path right now, did you find yourself having like disappointed moments with people after this? Um, yeah. Million, in a million different ways. Yeah. What makes you ask that? Just curious because after, because during the process and after the process, I would get so mad at myself for having any kind of expectation of anybody because I was just so let down in so many ways at different, yeah. you know, there were yeah. amazing people, of course, too. Yes. But then you're like, wait, that was really yeah. not great. Not cool. Yeah. Yeah. People are very, we're very uncomfortable with grief mm. and we're very uncomfortable with death and people react really weirdly to it. And, um, and they disappoint because of that. And they, they, they are awkward or they're insensitive or they just hide, you know, and, and I, and I try to, um, you know, I've really tried to like understand that, that it's really not personal. It's about them and their feelings. But for me, that's another huge lesson that came out of Sammy's loss. I had to get really good at receiving because I was not good at that. I was always, you know, didn't want to be a burden and didn't want to add, you know, I was more the giver than the receiver, but what I had to do was really realize that the, yes, lots of people weren't going to be able to hang with it. Weren't going to be able to deal with it. You know, that was on them. But then so many people were wanting to give to me, wanting to support me. And it was really hard for me Mm. to receive it. You know, I kind of cringed like a group of my girlfriends still, you know, became the name, the love bubble because every other Friday, it could be, there was 25 of them from all over the country. It could be five of them, 20 of them, 20, you know, whoever could make it every other Friday would show up on zoom and the love bubble for me. Oh my God. That's so sweet. It was so sweet. And they still do it. And I was cringing in the beginning. You don't have to show. I know you guys are busy. You don't have to do this every Friday, every other yeah. Friday. You know, I just couldn't receive it. Yeah. And I really learned how to do it. And boy, was that a gift. So isn't that interesting? You have people who don't know how to handle it and don't know how to show up. Then you have people who do, and then you don't know how to handle it. We're all just 
messes. We're all messes. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. But I I learned after that, um, and you know, when you're in the middle of it, you're like disappointed and whatever, and maybe, you know, whatever. But (laughs) I, there's so many things to say, but I started to learn. I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. They just don't know how. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like, what are you going to do? As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Yeah. I wrote but. a blog like describing, uh, and something in Elven Journal too, like what to do when a friend is grieving, because most people have no idea. What were your top top things? <sighs> well, first of all, don't say how can I help, or let me know if there's anything I can do. Because I'm not going to. No. Yeah. And I don't even know what could help. Yeah. Like you're just in it. So show up, but don't force yourself in. So leave. You know, I have one friend who just sent me a green heart on text every single day. Mm-hmm for a year. I had other friends who just left soup on my doorstep or cookies or a teddy bear or whatever. Um, you know, I'm thinking about you. Uh, let me walk your dog. I'm coming over to mow your lawn, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, like be of service, but don't make them ask and don't expect them to welcome you in. It was real. I couldn't even talk for the first month to anyone, you know, and they, and I knew they wanted to be with me and come over and be around me. I was like, I'm under the covers. Like I cannot talk to anyone. Um, and understanding that, you know, and I had one friend who would just show up on my, she's like, I'm just coming by with a coffee. If you want a hug, I'm going to give it to you. If not, I'm going to leave it on your doorstep. And so showing up and leaving room to not take it personally when that person can't receive you or Mm -hmm. talk to you, I think was really important. Um, and, you know, continuing past like that for the people that really like, you you get all these flowers and food, like the first two weeks, but then there were some people that two months out sent me a care package or flowers saying, I know that you've already gone through Mm -hmm. all the casseroles and the flowers, but I still want you to feel the love. Yeah. You know, I thought that was really beautiful too. I love that. Those are great tips. Okay. We need more tips. We're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about um, dating apps because I heard you had some interesting things to say about (laughs) dating apps in this day and age. And Kelsey, I'll let you um, also jump in here. Heck yeah. Being uh, the young single one, perhaps kind of using them. Uh, I mean, more recently now than ever. Yeah, I've, I've, Oh, I met another guy for you yesterday. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Carry on. I really like this one. Okay. Go ahead. Me or Laura. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, Laura, when you and I talked about the dating apps, you had an interesting take because you were like, 
you really feel like the dating game has shifted Mm -hmm. a lot since COVID. So I would love you to go into that. And then it's like, okay, since it has shifted, how can we use it to our advantage? And like, what are some things that we now need to like, how can we pivot? I'm going to kick back and have my water. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say, first of all, the, the main way it's changed is that the stakes are higher for getting together, right? Because, um, you know, the booty calls, the random hookups, if, I mean, yes, if you're both vaccinated, it's not as big of a deal, but people are still wary about, you know, um, getting exposed, so to speak, or, or doing the responsible thing. So I have found that a lot of people, that that has died off a lot in terms of, um, there's still a lot of people that are looking for the booty calls, but that piece has died off. And also I find that so many singles were so isolated and had this like coming to Jesus moment when they were going through COVID where they got really, really clear about what the life that they want to create and what they want. And so lots of people who were very happy to just like date around and have booty calls have realized I really want my person. And they're willing to stand for that more than ever before, which I think is a great thing. So they're, because of that, they're less willing to take the, um, you know, uh, breadcrumbing, it's called, where you have, mm. like, you know, a, a slew of people that you're talking to from the dating app, but you're not really pulling the trigger to get together with any of them. That's what was sort of happening before. Now I find that there's still the breadcrumbers, but a lot more people are like, you know what, cut the crap. Like, let's just meet. And I have always said, you know, Kelsey, and this is true for you too, like you need to set your own standards with online dating. You don't have to play that game. And if someone, if you like someone and they, you know, there's some rapport there, if, if they're in the same town with you, and aren't asking you to get together at least for a coffee or a walk within two weeks, bye-bye, you know? Unless they're traveling the world or on the other side of the country, this, like, talking, 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 Oh, you it's know, brutal. You, you just <laughs> set... Do you brutal. find people do that? Oh, yeah. All the time. Well, what do they think? You need more friends? I, right? I'm like, are you just randomly texting me, like, hey, what's up? I'm like, no. No, are they no, just no. lonely? Like, what's no, the they're, they're not willing to commit because they mm. have... It's Too like, much eye candy? Yes, too much candy. And ah. like, who's, what's the cream that's going to... Let me keep this one breadcrumbing along while I see what's happening over here. Okay, she's still a contender, but they're... No. What are we, at a supermarket yes. looking at cereal? That's what <laughs> right? I mean. Right? So you have to say, listen, you know, I think you're really cool. <laughs> I, I love talking to you, but let me know if you want to get together you know, and meet because I'm, you know, I'm, that's if you, and, and if they don't respond or they don't pull the trigger within a couple of weeks, move on. Yeah. Um, and I think also, you know, a lot of the profiles, like if you have, you know, have the pictures, uh, they've done this research. It shows that really the women that, that attract the men who really want to date and settle down are more of the girl next door than the sex kitten. I mean, they have like, they're still sexy and beautiful, you know, attractive, but not trying as hard, not trying as hard. And they could just as easy, their pictures are more like the girl next door Mm -hmm. than they are of the sexy Insta photo. That makes sense. Filtered. Yes. Huge. But I will be having you go through my profile pictures. And if you say anything (laughs) like, I love to have fun or I'm really fun. (laughs) That is code for booty call. Yeah. So then you'll attract in all the guys that, are just interested in 
in sex and not in a relationship. Interesting. Yeah. So you have to say you want a meaningful connection. Yeah. And you, once again, like we were talking yeah. about with manifesting, you want to get clear on what you, what you are, what you want in a positive way. Like I'm looking for someone who put in you know, playful, adventurous, you know, loving, who is interested in a committed relationship. You know, you don't say, I don't want any players, you know, you say <laughs> it in the positive, right? But, um, and you, and you, and you have your profile pictures match that, and then you hold your boundaries. So they can't keep breadcrumbing you. I like that. I like that too. It's so, it's so hard. It's so wild. The breadcrumbing is so real. Yeah. And I, it's hard because you feel badly like ghosting or being, but it's like, I like what you said. It's like, just tell them. It's like, are we going to make a plan? Or are we not going to make a plan? And then if they don't, then it's move on. Yeah. Because that's what, that's the hardest I think yeah. on these apps. Oh, Die it's exhausting. No, I mean, <laughs> trying to date. Thank but that's God. why I didn't do it for so long. Yeah, and now I get it. Finally, I'm like, okay, let's go. And I don't really know any other way to do it besides the apps. But it's it's exhausting. I mean, is it still possible to meet people through people and yes. not these apps? Absolutely. You still should, you know, reach out to every friend and colleague you have and say. I'm really excited to meet mm. someone amazing. Same as you would say, you know, write your little profile on the email, right? Like, this is what I'm looking for. Not, he's got to have this income and he's got to have this height and he's got to be this nationality. And, yeah. you know, not that stuff. More like, how you know, what, what kind of person are you looking for? What excites you about it? And how are you looking to feel, right? Like, I, I'm looking for someone who is these things, right? Mm -hmm. And then you say, if you know anyone, I am open. And you'd be surprised. I mean, everyone loves being a matchmaker. You know, you're whoever, the receptionist in your office building may know somebody. Mm -hmm. So you never know. And it's also walking around. I know it's been hard in COVID times, but as things open up, it's really paying attention, which is not our tendency to, you know, what they call turning your cab light on, you know, like the energy of I am available. So instead of looking at your phone as you walk down the street, yes. you know, you are looking up, you are smiling at people, you're smiling at the barista and talking and chatting with the doorman, not necessarily because you plan on dating those people, the doorman or the barista, but because you are engaged in the world, you're in the receptive energy and the person that you want to date could be standing in line behind you scared to talk to you, but sees how friendly you are and how mm -hmm. open you are and feels that energy from you and then reaches out to you. And also not to be shared, you know, shy or scared about shared. That was a good word. <laughs> not shy or scared about, you know, initiating a conversation with someone attractive yourself. Yeah. I like that. I like well, that Kelsey's a lot. Well, put the antenna up. That's why I've been thinking about different guys for you. Although the guy I realized I thought of for you um, I think he's a little on the shorter side, which is not one of your like favorite things. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, All right, what? Let's find out what your things are, Kelsey. What's your must-haves? My must-haves are someone who is successful. Like I want someone who is not going to be like, oh my gosh, Kels, let's go party every night and screw your job. And so someone who like gets it. So someone who's, who's driven, do they yes. have to be successful no, or can I, they be driven no, and just know what they want? And I, I like driven and know what they want okay. and, res and respect what I do. Okay. So supportive of supportive you. Supportive of me. Yes. Um, 
kind what else kind i like very kind yes i usually tend to go because since i'm louder <laughs> i tend to go for like the more reserved quieter they don't have to be but like who who doesn't kind of like you know, people yeah, who will compete. You, yeah, it, lets you be the loud it, one. Exactly. Exactly. Let's me do my thing. Yeah. Um, I like adventurous. I like, you know, someone who's going to be like, let's go. Let's drive down to the beach and walk around or rollerblade. So yeah. Um, I like the deciphering here. Like, okay, <laughs> she's know, like, she's diagnosing. <laughs> this is great. She's putting it into real term. Right. I like it. So I like you want it. someone who's driven, who knows who he is, who's spontaneous, who's supportive, yeah. who's secure. Yes. Does he need to be a certain height or? I tend, since I'm taller, I tend to go taller. How tall are you, queen? Five, seven, almost five, seven. Yeah. You got to be five, eight. Cause I'm yeah. five, seven and three quarters. I'm I think close. you're five, eight. I'm five. I'm tall. <laughs> I, are you taller than me? We're the same. I think we're very close. Okay. But that is one thing. I don't mind shorter, but I do tend to go for taller. I just prefer it. But here's the thing with, I have a couple of friends who are shorter who like own it. Yeah. And and then it doesn't bother me. But so, when people know they're short yeah. and they act uncomfortable, then it's weird. Yeah. So, you know, or they have lifts in their shoes and stuff. <laughs> right. So if they <laughs> right. own it and someone can be on the shorter side and have the energy of seven feet. Exactly. You know? so, exactly. So it's not a, okay, so Maria, you were worried that the guy you met might be a little short. But, but you know what? He hits all these other buttons. Yeah, he is so. a little more quiet, reserved, but... Loves adventure, okay. loves Italy. Okay. Wants to live in Italy. Okay. Um, so he's only allowed to take you to Italy when we're all moving <laughs> okay. to Italy. Okay. Not before. Deal. We all go together. Love that. Um, and yeah. From the East Coast. Good, good guy. I like East Coast. What they're, do you like about East Coast? They're straight shooters. Okay. I don't it's funny because I grew up in the Northwest, but I'm very much, I don't want someone to like beat around the bush. I respect the, I know if they like me and I know if they don't like me. Yeah. And I feel like they're also more apt to like make plans and like act. I don't know why. Northwest is very like, let's just chill. Let's, it's casual. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. It's, I don't want to yeah. just chill. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's go do something. So proactive and authentic, we want to. I love this. Are you writing those down, Kelsey? No. Because this is going to be important. I'm proactive. about to go back and listen. Authentic, okay. supportive, uh, su not successful, but because you know who, he doesn't have to have a gajillion dollars, but no. he could be getting there, right? right. So driven right. and secure, athletic. Oh God, I've watched so many girlfriends <laughs> wait for the perfect. If he didn't make enough money, yeah. it was, and now they're all still single oh, and yeah. they're fifty, Ooh, and yeah. like, and yeah. you don't know. I mean, that's why it's important. Like having someone who knows who he is and is driven and has a plan. Mm. is is almost better than expecting someone who has a certain amount of his bank account because guess what? He could lose it tomorrow, True. you know? True. So to have someone who's really driven and a go-getter and, and passionate about what he does in the, in the world, I think is what you're looking for more because yeah. he'll empathize and understand your passions. I, I really want I like someone that. to, I like that. And I, I would love you to put this into your terms, Dr. Laura, because I'm like, I have found especially with people my age, no one asks questions. I'm yeah. always asking everyone questions, especially like guys. It's, and then they won't ask questions. And I'm like, ask me a question. <laughs> like if I ever go on dates that like annoys. That's a bad sign. It's a bad sign. Well, yeah. cause don't you want to know me? Right. Yeah. Right. Don't you care? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Because I can conversate with anyone. I could talk to myself for an hour. Yeah. But like, no, ask me a question. Yeah. I can't. But you know what? I feel like I'm at the place where even just with my friendships, if, if we're not having like a, I can only talk about the superfluous like things for so long. Like yeah. I have to have a real connection and a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'm like, I can't do this me anymore. Me either. I have the worst. I literally say... I had to go to this event with my husband and it was like, oh, they were talking about toasters and I mean, I don't even know <laughs> oh what the God. hell they were talking about. And this woman starts talking to me. I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry, but I'm not good at small talk. No way. Yeah. I literally said, I was just like so fed up. I was like, if you want to have a real conversation, I am so game, but oh I God. cannot do this. I love that I you said that. that. Yeah. yeah. And she was cool. She went there oh with me. God, I have people who want to do like big small talk. Yeah. So it's like small talk about big things. But I'm like, I want to die. You're like, I'm, I'm wilting. It's like water my yeah. flower. Give me something to hold on yeah. to. Let's talk about like a real thing in your life or a real thing in my life. I mean, forget that. Like they're not even going to ask. I've been sitting at some of these dinners where I'm like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no time for that. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And I think that's true for a lot of people. And those are the people that you want to call in, Kelsey. So. Mm. You know, as I was taking Maria through this idea of manifesting, as you think about these words of how we're describing your perfect man, right, you're going to go into your imagination and into scenarios with him, even if he doesn't have a face yet, right, Mm -hmm. or a form, but you're in these scenarios that are where he is showing up as adventurous and secure and fun and go-getting and driven and getting really, really clear on how you feel inside energetically and physically as you're in those scenarios in your imagination, in first person, right here, right now. And that's what starts to call him in. So exciting. It's really cool. It's like, I feel like oftentimes people think, and I know I've gone into it this way too, where it's like, oh, I want to date. I just want a boyfriend. Like it's like daunting, but it's actually really cool. It is. is. I'm sitting here and I'm like, this sounds exhausting. (laughs) I I can't imagine. Or like going through all these people, meeting them. I mean, it's tiring for sure. I think uh, yeah, I I'm would just so move if, if something, God forbid, ever happened to my husband, I would just move out to a compound with my girlfriends. Yes. Be oh, perfectly happy. A hundred billion, <laughs> billion, jillion percent. That would be it. There is no, no chance yeah. I could not go through it. Also, I feel like we're, we're too old now to like have to change for somebody else because yeah. you kind of have to shift and change a little bit yeah. in a weird Compromise, way, whether yeah. you like it or not. It's like, well, this person likes this now. Yeah. Now I got to like go, oh my God, the thought of it <laughs> makes me cringe. Yeah. Cause then yeah. I would be like, well, Kevin was always good with this. Yeah, like yeah. Kevin was cool. And what's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. would just not work. It is an adjustment. Absolutely. That's so funny. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground today. So much good stuff. Um, guys, you have to listen to Dr. Laura Berman's podcast. It's called The Language of Love with Dr. Laura Berman. I was a guest recently. You were. We had a really great conversation. Her website is drlauraberman.com. Of course, you can get your little <laughs> vibrator. Just don't put it inside of you. You can. Um, it won't get lost, but it is designed for the outside, that one. This is the waterproof mini massager note. Dr. Laura Berman, Intimate Basics. Do you have a website for this or is this it's on, on your website? It's on my website on the shop. Yeah, cool. Dr. Laura Berman. Or you can go, you know, they're on Amazon or... Four unique pleasure tips. Yes. That looks like it hurts. I'm no? excited. No. Oh, so excited. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um... 
thank you so much as always. I thank love spending you. time with you. And uh, we will put the episodes we referenced in uh, the summary of this episode as well. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.